Hey, this is Amelia Andalion, yoga and meditation teacher. And this is a follow-up to the meditation challenge. I just posted for you the pay attention meditation challenge. And if you're just hopping onto this for the very first time, you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to episode 16 and listen to what the challenge is about and consider doing the daily meditations. I posted seven days of meditations and uh, or just tune in and listen in today. So I am recording this for you from my hometown of Port Angeles, Washington. And my family, we decided to come up for a getaway and we are actually back home, back home in my home, our home, which we kept as a vacation rental. And we were also able to see my mom and my stepdad and it was so nice. We, we haven't been able to stay too close. So we've been visiting outside and having meals outside and being socially distant, but I haven't seen my parents in, uh, I don't know, eight months, nine months. It's been a long time. We were getting ready to, to visit them just before the shelter in place kicked in. So it was a real treat to finally be able to see my family. And right after this, introduction i am going to share it's a little bit less than a minute of silence that i tried to capture for you during a hike i took this morning and the significance of the silence was it just sounded so different to me i just remembered what it sounded like when i get into a forest or in the wilderness in a space where there's no buzzing of of cars or airplanes or people. And in fact, the only buzzing was a fly or something that was buzzing around my head as I was trying to capture a snippet of silence as I was standing in the woods. And I wasn't recording with anything fancy. I just captured it with my iPhone, the built-in microphone on my iPhone. And uh, yeah, we'll see what you notice. and. That'll be coming up next, and then I'll share about my experience of my uh, week of the meditation challenge, which I uh, did along with you. All right, stay tuned in. I'll be right back. And I am hiking right now in my hometown of Port Angeles, Washington, and I just wanted to see if I could record the silence for you. So what I hear in nature are birds, maybe some buzzing insects, and silence. All right, so there you go. That was one minute, almost one minute of silence, which I tried to capture for you. And as I mentioned, the significance of the silence was just noticing the difference and how I could really hear. In fact, my husband, my husband Thad, who whenever he comes up here 
with me to my hometown, to our sweet hometown, the first thing he says is, oh, now I can hear my ears ringing. <laughs> because he didn't know that his, he had tinnitus or that his ears were ringing when he is in the Bay Area. Because there's a constant buzzing and you don't even know it. There's just a hum of whether it's electricity or a hum of traffic or a hum of weed eaters or little things that that add up and you don't even notice that there's a distinct difference between what does silence sound like which is something I'm gonna invite you to consider paying attention to is like how hard would it be for you or how easy would it be for you to hear silence, hear silence. There is a, a man that is from here, from Port Angeles. His name is, his name is Gordon Hempton, H-E-M-P-T-O-N. And he was, he was featured in Time Magazine. This is years and years ago, but he measures silence. And one of the very few places that you can find silence is here in the Olympic Peninsula. And there actually is a, a documentary that recorded the silence and I can't remember the name of it right now it was at a film festival a nature film film festival that my husband and I just attended this last year and look him up Gordon Hempton H-E-M-P-T-O-N and have that be something maybe to be curious about it's like how what does silence sound like have you ever experienced silence maybe or maybe not maybe it's not something you're curious about but I know that one thing I experience, like immediately when I come home here, not only is it my comfort zone, but my hearing, the sensation in my ears and how this, the body, my body responds to the silence. It has an immediate calming of my nervous system. And now not you or not everybody may experience the silence that same way. But for me, it's just like the soothing balm to my soul, B-A-L-M, balm, salve <laughs> to my soul to experience silence. So consider that maybe, maybe even thinking about taking a, a vacation someday when you can travel to see if you can experience that silence or experience it another way. Maybe, um, finding a space in your house or somewhere to see to see how would your body respond to quiet. All right, so enough of that. So my experience during this meditation challenge. All right, so my my personal share about this where two things came to mind. What did I want to pay attention to this week? So one, the reason I recorded the original meditation challenge was I was so um, pleasantly surprised at my garden. So I literally planted seeds and I literally watched my garden grow. And I literally was harvesting and paying attention to every single day my garden growing and I was harvesting. And then at the very end, doing that work of noticing the noticing, like how, how was I feeling? What was I sensing? What did I notice about myself when I was paying attention to my garden? 
And what I noticed was this every day, this daily ritual of tending to my garden, it was a meditation. It felt like a meditation and it took my focus away from if I was feeling anxious, which I was, I was feeling a little bit consumed, actually quite a bit consumed by the combination of the COVID-19 and my efforts with the Black Lives Matter. And I was feeling like I needed to take a break and soothe my soul. I needed to balance. I needed to balance what was happening in the news and in the world. And there are a lot of important things that are happening right now, so I didn't want to ignore it. And I also knew that my nervous system and my personality, I needed to pull away and take a little daily break. And the gardening, in my case, it was a it was a great activity for me to get me out of of worrying so that's one thing so there's the gardening and then the other area that i noticed <clears throat> was my weight and i noticed that i was i'm calling it corona chubby <laughs> i noticed that my my waist line was expanding a little bit more than I would like. So I decided to pay attention, pay attention to what I was eating. I didn't want to call it a diet. And it wasn't actually paying attention to what I was eating, but I wanted to pay attention to why I was eating and why I was wanting to eat as much as I was eating. And I just wanted to observe, like what what has changed, you know, whether it's the eating or the change in my exercise level, you know, what, what was actually happening and what I, what I observed over my week and what I discovered about myself. A couple of things were one, I definitely was not getting my hot yoga. So when I'm not practicing in my 90 degree hot yoga room, which I haven't done in gosh, since March, and now I'm recording this for you. It's July 1st. It's July 1st. <laughs> so it's been several months, and I haven't had that type of heat, and that that there's been an impact that my body actually, I love exercising in that heat, so not that, and how I am less motivated to work as hard or work as intensely when I'm exercising by myself. So I discovered that about myself. I'm much more motivated if I'm exercising with other people, either in the room with me or in a studio with me. And the times that I had been hiking, I actually have been hiking quite a bit over the last couple of months, but over the last week or so, um, my hiking had, had trailed off and for different reasons. And uh, I was doing distant hiking with friends and it wasn't working as much. And I noticed I wasn't, I wasn't doing that hiking. So that was contributing to what I'm calling my a little bit of Corona chubby. <laughs> and also months and months of this, oh, combination is like this double whammy, the COVID-19 starting with that. And the, the, impact of this Black Lives Matter, noticing that 
being a person of color, I actually was experiencing, I had been experiencing some, what felt like PTSD, post-traumatic stress syndrome, disorder syndrome, in a way that I was, what I was hearing in the news and what was happening to the black community, it was triggering memories of when I was on the receiving end of racial slurs as mostly a kid, an elementary school, junior high, a few times as an adult. And I realized I was reaching for food, for comfort, to comfort the stress I was experiencing. And it wasn't until I did this pay attention meditation challenge, which I joined those of you that did it with me this last week, that um, I didn't put that, I didn't put two and two together, how, how I was being triggered um, by memories and how that there was a connection to food, using food as an emotional pacifier, as a comfort. And the beauty of taking this time to go through the challenge from day one to creating my seat all the way into day seven, you know, doing the noticing, the noticing, what is there for me to discover, um, reflecting and looking at myself, you know, how, how have I grown during this? What have I learned from this? And shining that light on how I was reaching for food for comfort, it shifted my awareness so that instead I'm reminding myself to eat when I'm hungry and to stop when I'm full. It sounds so incredibly easy, (laughs) but I needed this time and this awareness to pay attention And then this is what, this was the gift of my week of paying attention. And the other thing that I also needed to do for myself was to be gentle with myself and acknowledge that I, yeah, I had been, had and have actually still been feeling unnerved by what's been happening in the world, not just in our country, but in the world, and how the black community has been treated. And um, yeah, it was triggering my own memories. And the other thing that my meditation challenge brought back to me was this mantra that was then, this is now. So those are my, my two mantras that came out of this last week was eat when I'm hungry and stop when I'm full. All right, so there, there's that. And then in terms of what's being triggered, reminding myself, that was then, this is now. So I kind of had a double, a double whammy, a double benefit of my meditation challenge. So there's that. So that's my share for you. And I I would love to hear if you would like to tell me. I know I have actually heard from some of you that you're doing the meditation challenge. And if you want to share details with me on what you actually experienced and 
and let me know if it's continuing. I know for me, it's just having that habit, that seven days of daily pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. It's kind of lodged now in my brain as a habit to pay attention, those two words, pay attention. And a quote I want to share, which I also put on my Instagram Instagram page recently, if you follow me on Spiritually Fit Yoga on Instagram, and it's by Shannon Algio, who I love. He's um, one of my favorite Instagram accounts that I follow him, and he's also on a podcast. It's a Soul Feed podcast. Anyways, he shared, if the world feels heavy, put it down for a bit. So that's another thing that came to mind. And that's what I'm doing here with my family is to take the time to take a respite and to take a beat and take a breath. And then now I'm going to share a guided meditation for you. I'm going to take you through a short little hike and describe it for you. And then I'll catch up with you again next week. All right. Thank you all. Thank you all for listening in. Thank you for joining in the meditation challenge. Peace out. your seat for meditation and as an option you can also take a walk with me maybe take a walk outside and and imagine that you're taking a hike with me maybe making it a walking meditation whatever you choose so this meditation this guided meditation is going to be a little bit more like a story a story about my day hiking and experiencing the Olympic Peninsula here in the upper northwest of Washington State. And I'll describe what it's like here. It's very green. There are a lot of trees, a lot of evergreen trees. And Port Angeles, Washington, when you drive into Port Angeles, Washington, there's a sign and it says, Port Angeles, welcome to Port Angeles, where the mountains greet the sea. And as you drive in, if you look over to the left, there's this mountain range called Hurricane Ridge, which is in the Olympic Mountains. And the mountains right now in the summertime, they have a little bit of snow, not a whole lot of snow, a little bit of snow that you can see on the top. And then as you drive through the town, over to the right, you can see the water, which looks across to Canada, to Victoria, BC. And you can also see over to the San Juan Islands and the body of water that is between Port Angeles and Canada. It's actually called the Strait of Juan de Fuca. Some people think that we're right on the ocean and some people think that Seattle is right on the ocean, but we are actually, Port Angeles seven, is about 70 miles west of Seattle, 
and the ocean the Pacific Ocean is actually another I don't know almost another hundred miles west of Port Angeles so the body of water that is right at our harbor we have Port Angeles Harbor and again bordering right across into Canada it's actually the Strait of Juan de Fuca so I'm going to give you a little bit of of geography lesson um, in this episode too so imagine that you're driving through and then to the left are these mountains and to the right is the water and one of the things my husband he he jokes with me because when we first met he asked would you want to live near the ocean or the mountains and my answer is always both <laughs> because I grew up with both it's like why would I choose mountains or water when I can have both <laughs> and if I really had to choose I think I would choose the ocean because I love I love the ocean I definitely love being near that I love the waves I love kayaking I love paddle boarding I love watching the whales I love dolphins a lot of things I love I love oceans whether they're here in the Pacific Ocean in the colder Pacific Ocean here or if you cross all the way over to Hawaii where it's warmer I mean all kinds of oceans all kinds of water I love all right so let's get going on our hike I'm going to describe a hike for you all right so if you continue driving west of Port Angeles west of our our downtown Port Angeles is a small town about 19,000 people is the population you continue out to on 101 highway 101 and you will get to Lake Crescent and Lake Crescent which will eventually appear on the right as you're driving on highway 101 and all of a sudden you will just see this beautiful turquoise and emerald water and it's surrounded by trees these evergreen trees and once you get to the actual entrance to Lake Crescent Lodge you'll park you get out of the car you set up your spot and typically we set up our spot and we bring our chairs and our blankets and our picnic and our paddle boards and then the first thing I do is I have to walk in the water and it'll be cold. It'll be cold and it'll be the clearest, cleanest, like crystal clear water you've ever seen. And then as I look across the lake, this huge lake, it sparkles. It sparkles and there's ripples Lake Crescent there's typically paddle boards and kayakers and people on floaties and it is not crowded it's not like some lakes that I've seen in some more populated areas it feels like you have the whole place to yourself and as you look around the lake you'll see 
right in front is something called Pyramid Peak. And it looks like a pyramid. It's a, a diamond. It's got a point at the top. And it's covered with a carpet of evergreen trees. So the green bordering this crystal clear water. Whether you're getting in it or swimming in it, paddle boarding in it, kayaking in it, there's just something about it that is so peaceful and mesmerizing. And one of my favorite things is to sit and meditate at Lake Crescent and breathe in deep the, the fresh air. Every time I go home, I wish I could bottle up the scent of the evergreens. It's like I've never smelled anything, whether it's at the lake, at Lake Crescent, or if you head up to the mountains, up at Hurricane Ridge, especially up at Hurricane Ridge, up at the top, the scent of the evergreens is just intoxicating and, and just so natural smelling and, and amazing. So I'm giving you this guided you know, description, but I really hope you can experience it in person for yourself. So imagine that you're looking out at this lake. And there's just a slight ripple on the water. And you can see the different colors of the water as it's shallow near the shore. And where it's shallow near the shore, right at the shore, it's crystal clear. You can just see right down into, there's typically rocks, some sandy spots, but you'll see the, the rocks at the bottom. And then as you go to a little bit deeper, all of a sudden you'll see this turquoise color. And then you go beyond the turquoise, it starts blending into this beautiful indigo blue. And then there are times when the ripples, they turn completely still and the lake becomes like glass. And when you look at the glass, the glassy lake, the stillness of the lake, you can see the reflection of the surrounding mountains. The mountains surrounding Lake Crescent are carpeted in these evergreen trees. And then high in the sky, in this completely bluebird sky, and the deepest blue, the clearest blue in the sky, you'll see the shimmering of the sun creating this ray on top of the lake. Like it's so beautiful. It almost looks like a backdrop. It almost looks like it's not real because it looks so perfect, 
so serene, so stunningly spectacular. And there's just this calmness that starts washing on top of the body. And there's this sacredness being out in the wilderness. And this connection to nature, the the creation of nature. The stillness of this lake. And then notice your breath. Maybe feel the shoulders soften down from your ears. Letting the rise and fall of the breath relax in the chest and expand in the lungs. And feel the softness of your eyes and your cheeks and your mouth. Let your body and your mind transport yourself to this peaceful lake crescent. And with your eyes open, imagine that you can look over to the right. And at the corner of your eye, you see a flash of white in the sky and you notice that it's an eagle. And it's not just an eagle flying, it's an eagle soaring and it's coming in to catch a fish. So as this eagle flies in, this eagle that's brown, it's got these great, big, beautiful wings and the flash of its white tail of this bald eagle and you see the white head and the yellow beak and as this eagle quickly swiftly flies across this lake you see him dive down into the lake with a splash and he pulls up a fish probably a trout maybe one of the beardly trout which is the type of trout which grow which are native in Lake Crescent and then heavy with this this trout in its beak you see this beautiful flap so close that you can hear him as he flaps and flies away with his dinner and then I see him take off and land off in the distance and this is not a story. This actually just really happened two days ago <laughs> when we were at the lake and I was sitting there enjoying looking at the lake 
It honestly, I'm not making the story up for you. This is how I spend my time. I love meditating and looking at the lake and just calming down my mind and my body. And it was a total treat to see this eagle just give us this, this is a super quick flash that I saw out of the corner of my eye. And I'm so grateful I was paying attention. So pay attention to what you sense in your body. Where would you like to invite some calm, soothe your nerves, calm the nervous system? As we wrap up this guided meditation, take five deep belly breaths. Thank you for joining me on this virtual visit to one of my favorite lakes on this entire planet at Lake Crescent. I wish you peace. I wish you calm. Namaste.